Hey, 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 guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now let's do it. Let's get to it. Well, first of all, I hope everybody's doing well. Always, always, always going to start with that. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're taking care of yourself, staying safe, staying healthy, and just moving on, moving forward as we continue to move forward in 2022. I know I'm a poet and know it. Anyway, guys, seriously, happy January the 27th. I did want to say a real quick note. I thought about that survey and I think, you know, at the end of the day, I do not have enough people in my audience to actually answer any kind of questions that I put out there in the community for the most part, for the most part. And I decided just to take it out so I don't have to put pressure, you know, no pressure on you guys to answer any of the Q&A questions that I put out there. So I won't be doing that probably anytime in the near future. Um, But I did go ahead and decide for myself um, that I will probably do an episode every seven to 10 days, maybe more so on the 10th day, just to give myself, you know, no pressure on doing an episode on a specific, you know, schedule. So I don't like that anyway. It's never been my style for the most part. I just kind of, you know, laissez-faire, what, kind of, what let it will be, what will be, and no pressure and all that good jazz. So here we are. Uh, the last one I did was on the 17th, and today is the 27th. So yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome to Talk Time with Hope. Thank you for taking the time to give me a listen. As always, go ahead and subscribe, like, push that button, whatever it is in order for you to you know, hook a sister up. I don't like, I've said this before, but I don't know if there's actually a like button, a subscribe button, a press the heart button, uh, on this social, somewhat social media. This is considered social media, right? Cause it's podcasting, right? Um, maybe not so in, you know, in the sense of like all social media, but I consider it kind of social media. It's a podcast, right? And I'm socializing with people. (laughs) I just made that up on the cuff. But no, seriously, if you want to follow me, if you want to share my um, podcast with others that you think might uh, like what I put out there, then please do so. And I appreciate it and thank you in advance. And if you don't want to do that, we'll poo on you. No, seriously, if you don't want to do that, again, no pressure. It is what it is. And if it just, you know, if it's just you listening to me, then hey, I'll take that too. Big time, big time. I'll take that. And a thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So what's going on? Let's see what is going on in the news with me. Lots of stuff going on in the news with me. Well, I didn't get married, which is kind of good because I'm not in a relationship. So that would be a lot hard to do, you know, well, not too hard in today's world, but I digress. Um, definitely not pregnant because <laughs> we can go on forever on, but I'm not pregnant. Um, didn't get any new jobs or anything. Not that I'm looking. You can't get a job if you're not going to look for a job. Um, and I'm continuing to do that. Why? You might be going, why haven't you actually looked for a job in the last three years that you've been back from Saudi Arabia? And to that, I say, good question. I think I've answered it before, but I'll definitely answer it right now. I've had a couple of hiccups, just, you know, one or two hiccups along the way in the last three years. And um, by hiccups, I mean like major illnesses such as, you know, i.e. cancer. Uh, so it really has never been a good time. There has never really been a good time for me to go look for a job. Like, when I came back in 2018, at the end of 2018, I said, I just want to drive for Uber and see how that goes, be my own boss, make my own hours, have the flexibility, 
blah, 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 blah. And that's what happened. And then in early 2019, I got told, well, cancer came back. So it's a good thing that I didn't get an actual nine to five job because I would have probably had to quit due to the circumstances of my health. And so then I, after treatment, I went and I didn't get a job. I looked a couple of times here and there, but I just kind of gave my body a rest and continued to enjoy driving for Uber and Lyft as a rideshare driver. And uh, I made it, what, a year and three months and cancer came back. And so it probably would have been good that I didn't have a nine to fiver because you know, in order to get a lot of, you know, get your benefits of time off and, and health days and sick days and stuff like that. Most people, most, most people have to have, um, some, you know, skin in the game, if you will, with earning those health days and sick days and stuff like that. And if I would have only been at the job, say maybe nine months to a year, I wouldn't have probably been able to stay at whatever job I was having or I had because of the fact that I wouldn't have been able to get to work. I wouldn't have been able to get up and get out of the bed and go to work. And even if it would have been at home, let's say I had a home job, you know, like work from home due to the pandemic, it still would have been hard for me to just log onto the computer and, and do an actual days of work or day work, day of work. A full day work anyway, because, you know, hey, I don't know if you've heard, but chemo sucks and it can drain you and it can take a lot out of you. And so that's really why I haven't looked seriously for any kind of full time employment and why rideshare driving continues to be good for me. And now that I've been um, over seven months cancer free, well, again, they don't call it cancer free. They call it NED, which stands for new evidence of disease. Now that I've been NED for seven months, um, which kind of sounds like a, you know, a male name, like Ned, Ted, I don't know. Sounds should have some other kind of, we should, we should come up with some other way of making it more of like a unisex androgynous kind of name because Ned's, that just sounds so male-ish. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's me, but anywho, before I get lost and off track, like I normally do. Um, so seven months, over seven months of no evidence of disease. So I have looked, I have looked at other job opportunities and, and, um, I mean, there have been times I've put my resume out there, but I had got no response or I was told, no, I didn't, uh, wasn't a, a, a good fit for whatever reason. So, and I know that the fact that I had that international teaching experience, which in my opinion, I think would look good that somebody has international teaching experience or international experience period. And as a veteran of both the Navy and the army would look good in a college degree. Um, but the fact that I left the country on and off for nine years and I had don't have any actual steady work in the actual country of America. I think that happens to be um, a negative in my, you know, for me, this does not benefit me, which I don't know. I, I would have never have thought that, but it just seems like that's what I'm seeing. But at any rate, am I a place where I feel like I can go to full-time work, whether it's a nine or five, you know, nine to five or, you know, midnight to eight or whatever, whatever if shift it may be. Do I feel like I'm at a place yet to do that? I, I don't. Y'all, I don't because, you know, my body is still healing and that's the news with me. I mean, just over a week ago, I got a gel injection in my left knee and I got a gel injection in my right knee and I got a steroid injection in my right shoulder. Yay. Not 
Um, the left gel injection hurt a lot. Ooh, it hurt. It hurt a lot. It hurt a lot. And uh, I was not very happy about that shot, but it didn't hurt for very long. And I've been walking and I've been doing light jogging. My doctor said I can do some light jogging. Um, for those who don't know, I have, I guess, allegedly, apparently, <laughs> the doctor says you have bone on bone joint cartilage damage on both my knees. Again, yay. Again, not. Um, as far as my right shoulder, I have an old uh, surgery. Uh, oh, sorry, an old injury from a rotary cuff tear that I had orthoscopic surgery on back in 1993 um, when I was away in Hawaii. And so that's been bothering me a ton lately. And the knees were bothering me more, and so they went ahead and did the gel injections. The thing about the gel injections is that it kind of comes and goes. Like, the pain from the actual injections, um, they lasted a little bit um, the first day, and then it wasn't anything the second day, and then the third day. But then that fourth day, holy cow, it started to hurt a lot, and then it was nothing, and then it, again it came back. So it's, it hasn't been pleasant, I would say been pleasant and the shoulders okay it, it felt a lot better but it's still you know still d does give me discomfort but not as bad as it was at the point where I got that injection so I'm really happy that he went ahead and did that um what else my back still hurts a my neck hurts a lot my back has been hurting and the thing about being a cancer survivor is that you've i've gone through a lot of chemotherapy and the chemotherapy causes a lot of problems in and of itself and so i've had vision problems i've had some on the second i didn't have any problems really for the most part after the first chemotherapy treatment for those five months after those you know for my vision i knew wasn't as I've always had okay let me go back okay let me go back so i've probably been wearing glasses since i was five years old i've always kind of had you, know, when you see hope you've always kind of if you've known hope through the years hope's always had some glasses as young as five years old and there were times that i'd gone without glasses and wore contacts and stuff like that but i've always needed prescription you know glasses or contacts so my vision has never been perfect and then when you you, you know, you kind of throw chemotherapy into the mix and my vision started to kind of get less perfect from being non-perfect, if that makes sense. Because it probably doesn't make it at all because, you know, this is Talk Time with Hope and I mostly don't make sense sometimes. Okay, a lot of times. So anyway, so for the six, over six years after the first uh, chemo treatment, my vision, I could tell had been affected and I got new prescription. There's no problem. But then when I got cancer a second time and I had to go through those, uh, the six treatments the second time, my, my eyes went through some horrible experience of, of how, of what is going on. And yeah, I've talked about it and I need to write about it for my sequel to Hope Through Cancer. But, um, it was really excruciating experience my eyes went through, but then, then it was Okay. For the most part. But then I started getting this blurriness in my left eye, like in the middle of the left eye. And so I went to the doctor and the doctor saw, you know, dilated my eyes. And all of a sudden that blurriness that was in the middle of my eye was gone and I could see everything. The doctor's like, you could see good. You're, I mean, with, with prescription, you know, with prescribed glasses, you could, you, you know, your vision's fine. There's nothing wrong with your eyes. 
here's the thing, they made a mistake. See, they probably shouldn't have dilated my eyes because if they wouldn't have dilated my eyes, they would have been able to catch something that they now have caught, which is the big news with hope. And that is I've got cataract in my left eye. It was discovered, what, three days ago, three or four days ago. Doctor didn't dilate my eyes. Um, she's actually one of the doctors I saw before and she's like yeah because they dilated your eyes they weren't able to see you know properly what's going on with your eye but because she didn't dilate it yep she didn't take but a couple of seconds to look into my left eye and say yeah that's a cataract and I was not being totally honest guys I was not happy about it I mean for a couple of seconds I almost cried and maybe people are thinking that's silly you know why would you cry it's just a cataract you know it's no big deal. They can do the procedure in 20 minutes, you know, and it's probably maybe a day of, you know, taking it easy. Gets done all the time. Why would you cry about that? And, to, and, and really, guys, the answer is because it's just one more thing that this cancer experience in this journey has put on my body. You know, it's just one more thing added to the list of all the things that have happened you know to my body and I'm like this sucks you know I'm only 50 50 with the cataract you know I'm, it's not because of diabetes it's not because of age and for those who are saying well you're 50 no guys no yes people under uh, 40 can get it and people under 55 and 60 can get it but the medium age for cataract surgery that I read up on is 72 years old. I'm 50. I'll be 51 soon. I'm young. I'm still young. I consider myself myself still young. So cataract at 50 is just not ideal. And due to the fact that it was brought on by freaking chemotherapy, I've had 24 chemo treatments and my body is just tired. And so, yeah, for a couple of seconds, I wanted to cry. But... I didn't. And I wasn't going to do it right there in the doctor's office either because, you know, she's a female doctor and she probably would have started crying with me because she's really nice and she's herself a cancer survivor. She did not know that cancer had come back a third time and I didn't want to make her upset. You know, she's she's surviving and thriving and she's a one-time cancer survivor and I hope and pray that she will always be a one-time cancer survivor. So I wasn't going to throw any of my drama into that. And plus, at the end of the day, you know, after a couple of seconds and, and, and just kind of like, okay, I just gave myself a, you know, big sigh and just said, okay, like always, what's next? What do we got to do next? What's the next move? And so I didn't want to cry anymore. Maybe I was angry for a couple seconds as well, but I wasn't angry anymore. Yeah, frustrating. Of sure, it's frustrating. Um, but it's nothing major. And I had to remember that it's nothing major. It's, it's a cataract. It's not what you would want at the age of 50, almost 51, especially since you don't have diabetes and you're not in your 60s or your 70s. Um, it's, it's not something anybody would want. And definitely not from chemotherapy, but here's the deal. I'm still here. I'm a three-time cancer survivor. And ultimately, it is a simple, simple, simple fix. Again, it's I think it's a 20-minute surgery procedure, painless, 
might need 24 hours just to recover and then I'm good to go. And on top of it, and on top of it, I'll probably get really cool vision. And maybe, just maybe, the doctor will just decide to do both my eyes and get it out of the way and I'll have great vision in both my eyes for the first time maybe since I was born. So I got to look at that as a silver lining, you know? And also, which is a big also, there are so many women out there who died from this horrible, insidious disease that is ovarian cancer who are not here anymore, of course, because they died. Hello. And well, they'd probably be okay with still being here, living, surviving, thriving, getting to move on with their life. Even if that meant they had a cataract in one or both of their eyes. And I got to remember that. And that's what makes me grateful. And that's what makes me thankful. And that's why it makes me not want to cry or be angry or God forbid, feel sorry for myself. And we're allowed to feel sorry for ourselves. Don't, please don't think that I don't think that. We're allowed to feel sorry for ourselves. But I'm not one to feel sorry for myself. And I'm not one to ask for pity or sympathy or, you know, I just don't want people feeling sorry for me. So if I don't want people feeling sorry for me, I'm not going to freaking feel sorry for myself because there's nothing to feel sorry about. Yes, it sucks. Yes, there's just one more thing added to the many things that have gone on through this last these last 10 years from the bone pain, the, the joint pain, now the cataract, um, the, the surgeries, the scars that I have on my stomach. I went and had a mammogram the other day and the lady's like, what's going on with all those scars? I'm like, well, <laughs> that was brought to you by cancer. Cancer, something I pray nobody ever gets. Cancer. Again, those scars are also to remind me that I'm still here and that life is still worth living and that I continue to make it to a new day. And I've got issues, I do. Um, some days I hurt more than others. Some nights I can't sleep because my body hurts. I feel like the neuropathy, which is nerve damage, has been, you know, the volume has gone up a lot, like a couple of good notches. Um, excuse me. And I've got bone pain. I feel throughout the night, you know, in my wrist and my shoulders, throughout my body, I have pain. But that's just proof that I'm alive. It's nothing that I cannot get through. It is nothing that's keeping me from living and working and smiling and walking, sometimes even jogging and celebrating life. And that's what I got to hold on to. And that's what I will hold on to as I continue to go into February, go into my birthday month. I will be 51 soon and I'm, I'm excited about it because another year, another year that I am going to be able to celebrate when so many people that have gone through cancer are not able to do anymore. And so I will celebrate it, remembering all those that have gone from this disease and all those that have gone from other things like COVID, like my mother. And yeah, just remember to, I'll continue to remember to smile, remember to drink my hot chocolate that I'm drinking. Remember to love my little Spunky, who says hello, and celebrate those that are in my life, my friends, my family, and everyone, really, that I've been a part of, and they've been a part of my life, and I'm very, gosh, guys, I'm very grateful, and I'm very grateful to be able to share that with you guys, so please, don't feel sorry for me, don't pity me, and just continue to send me those good vibes, 
continue to send me your prayers and continue to stand with me in faith and in hope that life will continue for our, however long it's meant to continue. And I will close on this. What is going on with Ukraine and freaking Russia? What is going on with Russia, guys? Like, holy cow. They're saying like, oh, yeah, like, uh, don't worry. Like, we're not planning on invade, invading, invading uh, the Ukraine. We just, you know, I don't know, feel like having over 100 freaking thousand soldiers at their border. Like, what the what, guys? Like, who we? Like, who we? Like, I don't know what who we means, but uh, who we? We need to think about what's going on there. Because this is going to definitely involve the U.S. as well as many other countries that are our allies. And I think this is something to pay attention to. You know, Russia, look, if you're listening to us, like I think you listen to us, listen to me. I know I'm nobody. I'm just like, I mean, I'm somebody. But you know what I'm saying? Like in the grand scheme of everything, I'm just hope living in Texas, cancer survivor, trying to do my best with advocacy and passing on love and kindness and care and, and goodness and, you know, peace, man. But Russia, dude, like back off. Okay. You don't have to be so rude. You don't have to be so bullish. You don't have to be so mean. Okay. You're loved. I'm sure Putin, you are loved by somebody. Okay. So for all of your little spy people listening to things that we're doing here in America, uh, I just want to pass on love and kindness to you god loves you just like he loves all of us and yeah like don't be a bully like lay off lay off the ukraine okay let them be you know what i'm saying yo because you nobody wants world war three okay nobody wants world war three i don't want more world war three putin do you want world war three russia do you want world war three you know soldiers are only doing what they're supposed to do in the military but they have friends and family and loved ones and uh they don't want to go to war and we don't want to go to war so please guys gals everyone pray that we don't go to world war three pray that russia backs off of ukraine send those good vibes you know what i'm saying man the world pandemic a world pandemic and world war three no 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 not gonna happen okay again russia if you're listening just wish you peace and love and happiness. I'd love to visit your country. I really, really think it would be a great place to visit. But, you know, don't be a bully. Don't be mean. Be nice. Pass on kindness. Be a great leader. Start to become a great leader. I'm sure you think you're a great leader. But be a great leader in kindness and caring and forgiveness. I'm just saying, you know, try that. Haven't tried that? Just don't try that. Don't kill people. And don't start a war, please. In U.S., if you're listening to me, if you're listening to Hope, uh, Hope <laughs> that's my book. If you're listening to Talk Time with Hope, um, I don't mean anything but peace, okay? I just want to pass on peace. This world is so divided. America is so divided. America, more than anybody, is so divided. We need to pass on love, guys. Drink our hot chocolates. Drink our beers. Drink our adult beverages. Drink our cups of coffee. And let's pass on kindness and caring and kindness did I say that already? We really need to do it more. So I got to say it more than once. And stay safe. Stay healthy. Keep wearing those masks. Omicron ain't finished. COVID ain't finished. We just got to continue to move forward going through this pandemic. All right. That's all I got to say to you guys. Okay. I think that's enough for today. <laughs> if you're still sticking with me, Thanks again for tuning in to Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. I will see you on the flip side. God bless you as always. See you on the flip side.
part two because I said that already. I'm not even going to edit, guys. I'm just going to send this. I'm going to put this out there even with all of its mistakes because that's what I've always done. That's what I'm always going to continue to do because it's raw, it's organic, it's natural, and it's full of flaws. And you know what? Everyone's full of flaws. The world is full of flaws, but we're still beautiful in God's sight, in his eyes, and as imperfect as we are, we're still loved. Never forget that. Until I see you again, till I talk to you again. Ciao for now. Bye bye.